This is a segment I'm calling Under the Hood. This is where I discuss personal experiences that have helped to shape and mould me into the person that I am today. One of which is fostering. What have I learned from fostering? How has it helped shape me into the person I am today? And what could you possibly have to learn? Hello and welcome to the All Figured Out podcast with me, Sean Jai Krishna. This is a space where I discuss the pressures that some may feel to have it all figured out. When really, you don't need to have it all figured out. And really, it shouldn't matter as long as we're all taking steps to be better than the person we were yesterday. So join me as I share methods and practices, thoughts and ideas, even experiences of myself and of other people with the aim to encourage, inform, inspire, and if nothing else, then entertain the listeners of the All Figured Out podcast. Hello and welcome back to the All Figured Out podcast with me, your boy, Sean JK. Thanks once again for being here. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed last week's episode as well, which is twinning slash the killer that is comparison. And that was where me and Shane just talked about um, some of the experiences of being twins, upsides, downsides, funny aspects. And one of the downsides being comparison, which is something I know we all deal with and we all grapple with. And very entertaining to record and throw ideas about with him as well. And so if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check that out as well. Very enjoyable episode. But on with this week's episode. This week, I'm talking about fostering, things that I've learned from fostering, experiences that I've had, and how it shaped me, uh, a lot of my perspective and worldviews as well. I realize fostering is something that I guess is not that relatable for a lot of people. Um, It's quite niche, and maybe you're thinking, okay, what does fostering really have to do with me? But genuinely, and for those of you that know me as well, that you'll know that I've been fostering for a long time now, and it has had a massive impact on who I am today and there are some things that it's taught me and it's helped me with and some of that I genuinely believe would be of value to other people as well which is you know why I've called the segment under the hood that it's kind of taken a look inside myself at what experiences have really molded me and a large part of that has been this aspect of my life which has been fostering and yeah so I I guess there are quite a lot of things that have given me and you know there's quite a lot of learning points experiences some of them stressful some of them enjoyable um a lot of softer things that it's taught me as well stuff that are you know isn't quite quantifiable you couldn't exactly put it down on a cv but you know things like appreciation for different cultures we've had uh, somewhere within the realm of over 70 foster children coming in and out of this house and a lot of them have been from other countries third world countries we've had Vietnam, Cameroon, Eritrea, Ethiopia, the Middle East as well, Iran and Iraq, um, North Korea, and as well as indigenous uh, children as well. So from this country, uh, from southwest London, in the local areas, so on and so forth. And, you know, you get uh, to appreciate a lot of different cultures and their cultural elements and aspects that go into that. You learn how to communicate through very clear and rigid language barriers and the importance of body language and stuff like that just little nuances and small um learning points and things that have again are are like softer skills they're not exactly quantifiable you wouldn't put it on a, a cv or resume or anything like that but i know it's been useful when i've encountered 
other people with a language barrier and been able to talk to them and communicate with them. It's something that my parents have done for over 20 years now and you know I just turned 23 so I'm sure you can imagine I don't really have a living memory of not having foster brothers and sisters and siblings and I've grown up my whole life with usually older foster siblings and now I'm on the other end and all my foster siblings are younger than me and so it's been an interesting journey and there's like I said a wealth of and I might even do another episode or another few episodes of things that I've learned or particular experiences that were very uh, shaping and molding for me but yeah I suppose I think the number one thing and this is my first point for this podcast is the the number one thing that has given me is perspective and I know that's something that's thrown around a lot in self-development entrepreneurship whatever field you go into someone will tell you it's all about perspective or it's all about gaining perspective but genuinely what fostering does is and like I said we've had 70 kids coming in and out of this house some have stayed with us for a night a weekend a week some for eight or nine years and the one thing that you are constantly confronted with is other experiences of people that have had to completely uproot themselves and live with someone else for a multitude of different reasons and usually it's not their fault and usually it is them being a victim of their circumstance and so you're constantly confronted with people that if I you know having grown up in this country if I started at square one then these children started at square minus 50 and they've had to get on with it and had to make the best of that situation and very often that situation was by no means their fault in most cases it's you know they are byproducts of their parents very poor decisions or lifestyles and you know sometimes it may be a case their parents suffer from mental illnesses granted um, but sometimes it's also substance or alcohol abuse as well and just some situations that are extremely neglectful abusive I remember there was an instance of a really young child we had that had just been introduced to secondary school and secondary school as I'm sure most of you will remember is a time where you're extremely self-conscious for many reasons about looks about personality you're constantly trying to impress you're constantly trying to look cool and you know like I said you're just very self-conscious and this one child had just been placed with us who's new to secondary school and their parent turned up at the school gate um, intoxicated very heavily intoxicated and was just shouting their name and shouting after them and they were sat in their class trying to ignore everything their pupils their classmates obviously knew who the parent was because they were shouting their name so you can imagine all the classmates looking at this child looking at the parent out the window looking to the teacher and trying to figure out what is going on and the teacher even is trying to look at the student, look at the parent in the class and think, how do I navigate this? And the child themselves are just staring into nothing, trying to ignore everyone and everything that's going on around them. As I'm sure you can imagine, it's quite a, a mortifying and traumatizing experience. And that is probably one of the more savory instances and experiences that I've been enlightened about or being exposed to but just a number of situations like that similar to that some worse some not as bad and um, but you're constantly being exposed to it 
And so when you're constantly confronted with children of different backgrounds, different upbringings, and the, the one thing that you can gain from it is perspective. And out of that perspective, I've been able to cultivate a huge sense of gratefulness and gratitude for what I have. For what I have being the material things, but also my parents, also my faith as well, and trusting in God. And that has played a massive element and role into who I am today as well. Uh, but yeah, it, it grateful for a multitude of things because you're constantly put in front of and, you know, you, you eat dinner with and you live with and you do life with kids that have had such a poor start to life is there's not really any way to beat around the bush they've been dealt a very very bad hand and here they are in front of me and I get to talk to them I get to know them and try and make them feel welcome and all I can do is be grateful that I started where I was and you know I haven't been through the struggles and the anguish that they've been through and so you you learn to cultivate this sense of gratefulness and gratitude and it it's very challenging because if ever you feel like something becomes unfair or there's something that you wanted that you didn't get then there it is in front of me is the reason why i have no justification for feeling that sense of entitlement at all and i'm constantly reminded of everything that i have to be grateful for and um, so that's something that has been i say a very core element and key element of fostering and what it's taught me and hopefully has shaped who I am and the personality that I have of being grateful for things and I suppose with that perspective element as well is the opportunities that are in front of me and I think this is something that again having grown up in this country we just take for granted so much like it's so easy to take for granted what we have in front of us for example you know the schooling system I, I had foster siblings from third world countries and they came to this country not speaking a single word of English and they went to schools that were you know there was nothing particularly special about their school they weren't bad schools but they weren't schools of particular reputation shall I say but you know they didn't speak a word of English but they attacked the opportunities with such tenacity such determination and grit that from speaking no English they finished their GCSEs with A's and B's some of them continue on to do A levels some of them went on to university and became um, you know branch managers for various businesses some of them even started their own businesses and have been extremely successful and they started in a country where none of that was available to them so then they've come to this country and they've made the absolute best of what was a seemingly dire situation so imagine me growing up being a kid and seeing all these foster kids coming in and just attacking their books and attacking education because they knew that if they squeezed everything they could out of it they would give themselves the best chance in life so that has really helped shape my work ethic and my appreciation for the opportunities in front of me. And it reminds me again <laughs> that I have no excuse to not be making the most of what I've been given and what has been put in front of me. And it's not like I had to do anything either. I didn't do anything to earn these opportunities. It was just the only difference between me and them is where I was born and who I was born to. And that's the only thing that separates us. So it's incredible to see them come here and really make the most of uh, whatever it is that's in front of them the second thing is being able to do things 
without expecting a particular return on investment. And I use that term very specifically and intentionally because as much as that is a business term, you know, ROI, return on investment, that is by and large how we look at things and assess things of whether or not we should do them. We do really think of things as, uh, you know, what's in it for me? What do I get out of it? And the return on investment doesn't have to be monetary. And I'm sure you can imagine, you know, for example, you buy a ticket to a theme park to like Thought Park or something. You put money in, you go to the theme park, but you don't get money out, but you get amusement, entertainment, laughter, thrill, whatever it is. And even though in other aspects of life as well, so with relationships, for example, you put time and effort and energy into a relationship, but you don't get money out of it. (laughs) Actually, unless you're you're investing time into getting a sugar daddy and buttering up to them, then that is more of a return on investment in the monetary form. Uh, But other than that, usually it's stuff like fulfillment, happiness, uh, satisfaction, all these kind of things that are byproducts of a, a healthy relationship. And then you have businesses, of course, where there is a direct expected ROI justification for everything that they do. You know, no one's, if, when it comes to business, that's just, that's just how it works. You need a return on your investment or you're not a very good business. But essentially what I'm getting at is that fostering it, that's what it was for us and for me. But I think everyone needs to have something where they're okay in not getting something back when they give out to someone. So this could be in the form of charity. This could be in the form of just being kind to someone. This could be a friend that needs your help or needs someone to talk to. Being able to just carve out some time, talk to them, meet with them, but not expecting them to put money in your pocket or not expecting them to do anything that would benefit you uh, out of just being nice or being a friend to them. And like I said, for us, it was fostering. And as much as, you know, with fostering, you do get some money from the council to help with costs and all the rest of it. But it is not an investment, uh, I will say. You know, parts of this house that are, that we live in has been trashed. Things have been broken. And the council doesn't reimburse that. You know, you don't get that money back. So this is by no means an investment. You'd be better off working a part-time job where you don't take your work home with you, much shorter hours, much better pay. Um, but something like this, I, I'm not saying everyone needs to open up their home to strangers. Uh, this is very much a calling for my parents and something that they felt very led to do. But there are things in life, whether it's, like I said, donating to charities, not expecting a return on that, being nice to a friend, whatever that might look like, being generous, uh, essentially, is the bottom line of that. The third thing, and this is more of a personal one, I guess, a bit closer to home, less of a, a learning point from it, but something that was very beneficial, I guess, from fostering as a byproduct is that it made my family the kind of core family. So that's me, my dad, my mom, my sister, and Shane. It made us very, very close because when you're in a house where you have other people there that bring different dynamics, different baggage, different points of stress and strain on your parents or your siblings, whatever squabble you have between you and your parent or you and your sibling takes second place to you having to support that parent or that sibling in the face of whatever stress that that foster child might present. So for example, if I've just had an argument with my mum about maybe I wanted to do something and she said no, I'm now kind of frustrated or a bit angry at my mum. But then if 
maybe half an hour later, my mum's having an argument or is really stressed out about something else, one of the foster kids or something that's happened, then my argument with my mum comes second, third, fourth, fifth. It falls way down the list and it has to come from me. I have to put my pride aside. I have to swallow it and make sure that I support my mum, you know, and support my siblings. And this happens with Shane and Chloe. It happens with my mum and dad. And it's just something that has brought us really close together. And it also means that we really treasure time together as well. Um, so we go on one holiday a year with just the five of us. And that time is so, so precious to us and it's so, so valued. And <laughs> it's something that we've learned to really appreciate each other and each other's company, each other's time. And it's something that is so rare um, for a lot of people. And I'm very, very grateful for that as well. Um, so yeah, it's brought our close, it's brought our family a lot, lot closer. Um, the final one is something that fostering has taught me is that it extending empathy and extending sympathy is completely and utterly free. It's free to extend someone the benefit of the doubt. It is free to offer empathy and sympathy to someone because it's very often not the first response we have to people. And this is something that I had to learn to extend without ever understanding what they'd been through or what had happened uh, in their lives. You know, being a kid, it wouldn't make sense for my parents to tell me all the trauma that a child had been through um, because that would have been quite scarring I'd imagine for, or traumatizing for a child to just even hear about let alone experience so I, I wasn't given all the details I was just one day I'd come back and my mom would be like this is your new foster sister and I'd be like oh great cool I've got a new foster sister and um, and there would be certain aspects I'd have to figure out in how to communicate with them and how to level with them and how to be friendly and not come across as uh, pushy or annoying or triggering in any aspect and you know navigate those situations and that was done mainly through the lens of being empathetic and being sympathetic and extending them the benefit of the doubt continually and this can feed into other parts of your life as well if you're getting absolutely shafted from your boss at work it may just be the case that they're experiencing something in their own personal lives that they're, you know, they're just really going through it at the moment and you happen to be the next person that walks in after a, a bad conversation they've had with someone else. So I think being able to offer that benefit of the doubt or that empathy and sympathy to people will, will pay dividends in the end as well. And it's something that there is only really benefits to. This isn't making excuses for other people's behavior. This is just acknowledging that there's probably more that's going on and being willing and being able to humble yourself and offer sympathy and empathy instead of judgment. I suppose in conclusion and wrapping up, then I'll just kind of hammer those points home. So the first one was that one thing that as fostering has given me is perspective. And out of that perspective, it has given me the ability to be very grateful. And I think that would be the key in utmost important takeaway from this is the benefits of gratefulness and gratitude and that gratefulness there is only benefits to being more grateful for what you have who you are who you're surrounded by there are only benefits there is absolutely no drawback there is no downside to being more grateful believe me and if you think there is and you think uh, I'm wrong in that feel free to challenge me but I'd be willing to bet pretty much everything I have to say and make that claim that there are only benefits to being grateful. 
The second is there are things in life that I believe we should all have where we just don't have to expect a return on investment. And you might think it's a bold thing for me to say to you listeners, but I genuinely believe that there are things in life where it's okay to not expect a return on investment, whether that be in amusement, whether that be in money, whether that be in any form whatsoever. It's okay sometimes to just give people things without expecting anything in return. So yeah, another thing that fostering has given me and taught me is the importance of being uh, close as a family. It's brought us closer for one, but it's also made us choose to be close as well um, as of the various situations. Not so much a learning point, just I guess a byproduct slash benefit of fostering. And the last one is sympathy, empathy, extending someone the benefit of the doubt is completely free. And you never know what someone else might be experiencing if they've just ripped your head off, if they've been abrupt with you, if they've been off with you. You you don't know what's going on. And be willing to offer that empathy and sympathy to them before we offer judgment. Yeah, I suppose that's kind of the four main things that it's taught me. There's a lot of things I probably could share that would be even more <laughs> niche and more um unrelatable and but i hope there are a few things in there that are learning points for you guys things to take away and there's a whole host of experiences and stories that i've heard from children coming through this house which i probably could share but i don't think it would be appropriate i don't think it would add anything to this podcast um but yeah i really hope some of that was useful and insightful and as always guys if you enjoyed this episode past episodes future episodes then can i ask you for three things one could you review uh rate slash comment on what you liked Uh, if this platform that you're listening on allows you to do that then please do so secondly could you send me a message send me a whatsapp a dm an email send the flipping pigeon if you have to and uh, just let us know what you liked let us know what you dislike let us know what you want to explore even ask us a question and thirdly if you think this was useful or you think someone else could benefit from listening to this then feel free to share it with them send them the link and just drop the name of the podcast in conversation and encourage them to check it out as well Uh, apart from that guys thank you very much for listening i'm still so massively appreciative for you guys being here on this journey taking the time to listen i realized this episode was probably a bit more niche a little bit more personal to me but i'm glad that you guys listened to it anyway and we'll see you next time